1: Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with the Chairshot.com. presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code Pod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at tbtalkpod. Listen on Podbeam, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Big Joe and Carl Carafel. All
0: right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafell back here on Turnbuckle Talk on a... Big Joe COVID-19 free episode. Uh, finally, after after waiting and waiting, uh, I guess shortly after we recorded, I guess last week, I'm, I'm kind of losing track of the days, but uh, yep. got finally got
1: the results back and I was able to go <laughs> back to work and uh, COVID-free, so some good stuff there. That's right. Episode 188, people, we are nearing that 200 mark. Um, yeah, special stuff that we've got kind of uh, going and planned for the 200 mark, so... Stay tuned for that. It's, it's going to be something great. We, uh, we're we so thankful for everybody that continues to pop in every week and uh, watch the program with us. So... Thank you very much for that. Uh, as you heard as well, our intro, thank you to Richard Bronson Vickery yeah. as well. He did an amazing job with that intro for us. And uh, if any of you have anything that you want to promote and you want to do our intro for us, get a hold of me. We will set things up so that you can record an intro for us and we will make sure that your stuff gets plugged as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you got some work ahead of you because uh, Rick does a really, really good job with that. So, um yeah, if if you, like, Carl uh, says, if you got one, feel free to, to send to us for sure. We'll make sure to get it out there. Now, before we get to the wrestling discussion, though, just uh, for yourself, uh, Carl, how's uh, your last uh, kind of weeping going outside professional
1: wrestling? Same as always uh just work work, work, um, lots of work happening, lots of work coming in uh shifts have actually had to be extended for us because we're getting more work right. uh, which i mean is is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, but I'm okay with it um you know instead of doing eight hour shifts we're we're now going to be doing ten hour shifts on our mobile because we have that much work so it it's fantastic that we continue to get more clients and more work coming in for that so yeah I mean that's that's about it lots more work yeah things
0: have been pretty busy with my day job as well And throughout this whole thing as I've kind of said before for those listening the first time you know I do you know obviously you know Carl and I do work outside of the podcast here and um, throughout COVID-19 for both of us it's been Pretty much business as usual when it comes to work, which has uh, been a little t- trying and stressful at the time. at At the same time, but also, you know, be able to work throughout this entire thing—something not not everybody has had the the luxury of. So I'm uh, grateful in that sense. Very That's much it. so. All right, man. Well, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. Dusting off kind of the old uh, little uh, intro that I used to do to so kind of start things off. Here, guys. Um, for quite a while now, I, I honestly I, I've lost track of how long you know, we've been partnering up with the HTM Podcast Network. And as we stated, especially on our last episode, you know, it's just been an absolute pleasure and honor working with Rick and Jargo over there at the uh, the HTM Network. And if you have been paying attention over there, you'll notice that our friend Jargo and the Destino Podcast have been out of action for a while, and this is due to essentially a hurricane going through the area uh, guys uh, through iowa um it was a pretty massive storm obviously to kind of go over land you know typically hurricanes you know build strength of water and then they kind of die over land this thing kind of intensified uh, going through the area and he was uh without internet and power well, even water for a period of time for
1: quite a while he yeah. was uh yeah i mean unbelievably a long amount of time <laughs> um yeah i mean just just Unbelievable that uh, you know a storm could just roll through and create so much havoc on everything. Yeah, and it's, it's it, yeah. I mean, like it wasn't just you know internet went out or something like that, but like absolutely everything was affected by this. Just crazy. And
0: then in the same area, his sister and uh, their family, you know, husband and, and five kids, you know, they lost power and everything like everybody else. And, and then uh, from what I've heard and been told uh, to the best of my memory here, I guess when the power came back on, they actually started a fire and burnt their house down. And um, a GoFundMe was done to, to kind of help them out and it was fully funded and then some um so some pretty incredible nice. there, and uh just uh on behalf of jargo, just to, to thank everybody for uh the outpouring of um of love and affection there as well, and just uh an enduring uh jargo's time off just uh, the people that have been like dude you know we want you back We want you back you know so now is back with destino the uh, hitting the marks podcast is going to be returning to the flagship show of the htm network is going to be coming back not necessarily a professional wrestling thing they are working on something pretty cool if you pay attention to jargo's uh, facebook feed you'll kind of get an idea of what uh, direction they're going it's gonna be really cool man i'm looking forward to that
1: it definitely is. Uh, every time that Jargo posts that, uh, that thing that he's been doing daily, I love it. I love uh, just, just reading through what he's put out there. So if they're going to put that into a podcast form, even better. I am super happy with that.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And you know, the, part of that network, I also watch and listen to the show as well, um, You know, especially working my, my day job or, in my case, a night job. This kind of stuff helps me keep me sane. Uh, you know, I'll download it onto my device, and I get to. Uh, fortunately, I get to listen to uh, stuff while I'm working, and uh, offers a nice distract. Well, not necessarily distraction while I'm working, but but just to kind of make it less monotonous, and to kind of have something uh, to kind of keep the mind active while we're doing our menial jobs, more or less. Oh yeah, so totally uh, understandable. So yeah, man, uh, that that's uh, kind of just an update on him, and uh, along with that, coming up this week you know we've already had one uh return episode of destino but the, the second episode coming back here i your very own uh, big joe is going to be uh, co-host on that show. We're going to go through and uh, really kind of delve into the uh, the G1 over the New Japan side of things. That's uh, what Jargo specializes in there as well. especially if you like women's Japanese wrestling and stardom, he covers that on a regular basis too. That's another thing Very too. Nice. You know, New Japan, I've been kind of uh, singing their praises lately. Stardom has also been fantastic, Carl, and our, our viewers, make sure and check that out. If you have the opportunity, you will not be disappointed.
1: Stardom has never lost its shine. <laughs> Stardom has yep. just always been very much so uh, a constant in good professional wrestling. It really so has been. yeah, and 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 with it being female based, like that's that's even more fantastic. Those girls can go just as well as the guys,
0: absolutely, if not better than some of them, quite frankly. And uh, so yeah, some really cool stuff there. So going away from that to our first actual wrestling topic here for this week here, Carl. Kind of going from some positives to a couple of uh, significant negatives. Uh, I think would be the best way to kind of word it here. First one up, Finn Balor. He is injured again. Again. Right. Um, damn it. And just, for a guy as supremely talented as he is, man, he is injury prone. Is it unfair to say that, do you think?
1: At this point, I don't really think that it is um i mean it's it seems to be a consistent Damn, right. thing that continues every time mm. i mean going through and winning that universal championship and then having to relinquish that the very next night because of injury and now coming through again here to uh just coming back from from injury going back to nxt Working some amazing stuff in NXT and Absolutely. then coming up again now to uh, being injured in NXT. The guy cannot catch a break, it seems. Uh, what's
0: the the cause of this here, Carl? Do you think it's a, the overworking of the WWE schedule? Is it the guys maybe being a little too rambunctious in the ring or is it uh, Finn maybe just uh, kind of dropping the ball himself? What, what do you think is the, the cause of this or is it a combination of all of that?
1: it's i don't think that it's really a combination of all of it because as of right now the wwe superstars are not being worked as much as they normally have been Mm -hmm. normally they're going out they're traveling they're going you know town to town doing shows night after night after night working anywhere from five to six nights a week Mm -hmm. right now with covid stipulations in place they really are not traveling so any of this uh you know, they're injured because they're overworked stuff really can't uh, be said because they're not being overworked right now. Now, is it maybe a case of because they're not going out there and being able to do as many shows and get their face out there to that many more people, are they going a little harder to try to make sure that their name is the name that people remember? That could very well be. Um, Is Finn Balor just getting to the point where his body is just not, doing what it should be anymore that could very well be as well I don't believe that that would be the case I think really what this is boiling down to is that uh, Finn Balor was on the main roster brought back down to NXT and is now trying to really make that name for himself again and really shine and show that he can do this still and uh, pushing himself a little bit too hard I think that is uh, where it boils down to
0: I think I could definitely agree with you on that, and but going along with that, and what, what I had originally kind of sent to you about this topic about potentially it being time for him to kind of uh, hang it up here. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, this guy since joined the WWE seemingly right when these pushes are, are getting ready to happen or as they are about to be pushed, you know, these significant injuries are happening and it's been multiple times for this guy. Now, when do you say enough is enough Before, where, when do you say, okay, you know what? My health is more important than making money and, uh, being somebody in this business, you know, I've already accomplished a lot, you know. Do I need to keep pushing the envelope here and keep risking uh, not only serious injury, but possible death?
1: But for a lot of these guys, what do they know? They know professional wrestling. It's their life. It's yeah. in their blood. It's what they do. So it's going to be hard for a lot of people to just kind of say, it's time for me to retire. I... I did that. I said, it's time for me to retire. Right. Um, after going to see my doctor and my doctor saying, wow, you've had a lot of hits to the head, haven't you? And I'm kind of going, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of have. Um, that was kind of a a little bit of a breaking point for me there. So I retired out of active competition. Do I still stay in it? Definitely. I'm in it this way. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, still being able to do podcasts and uh, who knows, there 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 might be... Uh, There might be other things that are uh, coming out that uh, might be able to continue to keep me inside the world of professional wrestling. But for these guys, a lot of it is just this is what they do. This is what they know. And that's that's it. Um, We take a look at the comment here from uh, from uh, Michael Manna. Uh, There's never been a lighter schedule in the business and never been so many Injuries. How true. How, true. How yeah.
0: true. It's it's like you had kind of hinted at it. It's like they're over kind of compensating and wanting to maybe, you know, they're feeling the push from some of the other companies and feeling that they need to step up their game. Uh, that very well could be the case too. And, you know, just with the high pressure demand of the WWE environment, you have Vince, uh, um, overhanging uh all the time just it's it could be a combination of that 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 wanting to really really perform but then worrying about screwing up at the same time
1: right no no and that's that's totally totally a legitimate uh uh, statement right there it definitely is um and especially when you're working for the WWE I mean it's it's the biggest conglomerate that's out there for the world of professional wrestling um I would say maybe Five, ten years ago, we we could have really said that's the place that everybody wants to be. Nowadays, I don't think that that statement really holds true, but it's still is that top tier Sure. so if, if somebody really wants to make it in the world of professional wrestling their goal is to make it to the WWE mm-hmm. that's just been something that's always been there and it's a almost a stigma that's there that you, you haven't really made it until you've gone to the WWE uh, and yeah. I, I honestly I think that that's why we've seen such names like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe um, you know Daniel Bryan uh, you know names like those kind of make their way over to the WWE WWE when a contract has been available for them because that's the top of the top so yeah uh you really have to make sure that you're performing because if you don't you're going to get lost in the shuffle of the you know enormous amount of talent Mm -hmm. that is in the business working so i mean you kind of have to push yourself as much as you can
0: And what's interesting when you, when you look at, you know, because I, again, I, you know, I I do watch quite a bit of New Japan Pro Wrestling now, I think that's no kind of mystery to our regular listeners and viewers out there. (laughs) That's really what I've kind of latched onto recently. You know, they're busier than WWE, they're putting up more shows and we don't hear about injuries, Carl, and these guys are working a stronger style. So is it a matter of, you know, are these injuries happening and we're not knowing or are they just able to do it safer just because... Uh, one of the main reasons is, you know, you don't have that overbearing, you know, not necessarily uh, the one person, but just the, the pressure of working for the top company. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors at play here. And for, for Finn specifically, though, the injuries are, are starting to pile up. And just uh, I fear that if he if he pushes his luck too far, that, you know, that means that he may not be able to go elsewhere. You know, New, J- New Japan uh, was where he, that was his real kind of bread and butter, you know, essentially starting the Bullet Club over there, being their, their leader. And with the uh, things kind of, the way that the landscape is there right now, it's almost prime for somebody like him to kind of go back there. But again, you know, the, the money is such a strong pull, such a strong draw with the WWE. It's got to be a, a, obviously it's a main motivator, right?
1: I mean, yeah, definitely. It, it would have to be a main motivator, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's, Obviously going to be one of the big things is the motivation of money. Definitely. For sure.
0: All right, man. Well, moving on from that to uh, a little bit more WWE stuff here. And when I saw this here, Carl, when I saw the the return of this guy before he put up the graphic, I was like, oh, okay. But then at the same time, I'm like, hmm, I wonder. And then guess what had happened? So throw up the the graphic here. Lars Sullivan returning to the WWE with – a fresh look. He has a, has a beard that's a different uh, color than his head. It looks a little strange. It was, looks kind of uh, Rusev-ish, sort of. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to copy there or whatever, but, uh, I mean, this guy had some issues in his previous run and, and kind of disappeared for a little while. On, and honestly, before we get to the bulk of the topic here, I was surprised that he wasn't part of some of those releases that were a while ago, just uh, given the, the baggage and just uh, the history and the, the PR issues with this guy. I was right. really, really surprised that they kept him here, Carl. And yeah. now he's been back for a day or two and already we've got problems. Already we we've have, got problems.
1: We have very, very big problems. Yes. Um, for those of you that don't know, Lars Sullivan, uh, before when he kind of took his little hiatus, um very much so was in in heat for some uh homophobic statements, racial statements, um uh sexist statements, just mm-hmm. a lot of different uh off the wall kind of weird statements that he was making. Yeah. You got your finger up, like you're wanting to say something.
0: And then going along with that, the the yeah. the, the real interesting thing with with that is, with all the the homophobic and the the anti gay statements, then it it comes to light that he was involved in doing gay pornography, which yes. then led to that whole issue. But then you know, again, we, we have a little bit of a of a double standard kind of going on here, Carl. You know, we have Lars. You know, it's obviously it's come to light that he's he was involved in doing this. You say what you will about it. But you know, when when we look at precedents, right? We look at China, right? She did pornography over there, and she was basically chastised by the WWE, and you know? all she she likely won't get into the Hall of Fame, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yet we bring this guy back, and then on top of of that that issue, then already we have another PR disaster on our hands here, dude. The, the, yeah. They they, they got to cut this guy <laughs> loose as soon as possible. Uh, you know, nothing nothing against. The, the the wrestler, Lars Sullivan, you know, I, I think that he was kind of an intimidating presence in the ring. I was like really the way that they shot him in the ring. that uh, yes. Had some impressive matches. But, I mean, just personal-wise and, and just stuff kind of going on, there's just there's just too much here to overcome.
1: There definitely is. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware right now, what the big thing with uh, Lars Sullivan is is that he has – uh, I guess, taken to, I believe it was Instagram, it looked like, yep. and um, commenting on uh, females' Instagram stories, talking about their rears, their, uh, talking about their legs and how beautiful Damn. they are and wrap around and, oh, you know, all, all of this different, like, just very um, sexualized talk yeah. going around uh, all of this and and uh, one of them called him out and said hey like you know that that's not what I'm here for I'm married whatever like I'm a fitness model fitness person whatever yep. like you, you shouldn't be you know saying those comments it kind of da- da- died down for a while and then Resurfaced once again, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, so all of that has actually been uh, sent to screenshots of conversations, have all been sent to uh, different uh, media sites out there. So, oh, yeah, uh, you can definitely find it out there on online right now. And you've got those that are saying, uh, you know, wow, what a what, a, what an ass that's him, definitely. You got some that are going, oh, no, it's a fake account, that's not him, whatever the case. That shouldn't be done at all. Whether it's his real account or whether it's a fake fan account or whatever, like either way, shouldn't be done. Come on. I mean, this
0: guy—he could literally be one of the top heels in the company right now. You know, he has that look, has that presence. You know, can work uh, like a heel wrestler should. Mm-hmm. But damn it, Carl, guy, he just—he can't get out of his own way. Like he just, he, you just—you. see Man, like when you're in a position like this, like if you're going to do questionable stuff, you got to be able to hide it better. That's one thing. Uh, that's another thing. When we compare modern day wrestling and yep. wrestling, when we first started watching, <laughs> there was probably just as much kind of BS kind of going on, but they were good at, at hiding, keeping secret wrestlers nowadays, man, they, they just it's and social media and all this kind of stuff is obviously a, a factor here, but these guys can't keep any kind of secret, or anything under their hat whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely not.
1: Social media is uh, (laughs) exactly the problem right there. I mean, being able to go out there and, uh, you know, like if if you want to do something like that, damn it, use use a fake account. Right. Make a fake account for for yourself as somebody different if that's, you know, something that you want to do. But if you're somebody who is in the spotlight, uh, especially in, you know, this type of a setting here where, as you can see behind him, Uh, That's the Thunderdome. (laughs) There are, you know, a ton of people that are on those screens that are watching this and seeing him. Plus, everybody that's sitting at home and watching as well. Plus, the internet is available to say, hey, Lars Sullivan came back. And then to have a day later it come out that Lars Sullivan is, you know, just a creeper um, on female profiles. Yeah. Because the other big issue here. downfall, dude
0: because the other big issue here is with the WWE is if they let this guy stay if they let yes. him continue that's it's a very des- very sorry very dangerous presence going forward because once you allow something like this <laughs> to to, to kind of go on you then lose the ability to do anything about it to anybody else because yep. because if somebody else does something questionable you're like and then they they go to get disciplined for whatever how come he gets away with it? You just you, that's right it, it, it's it just again that's where the dangerous precedence gets sent there so I mean you you gotta send a message with this guy and it's it's nothing personal like I have no personal beef with with Lars Carl doesn't, and I'm sure none of our listeners or viewers do either, but in this kind of situation, you have to be you you, you gotta you gotta cut this guy loose you you have no option,
1: yeah, I mean at this point you really don't I mean this is just PR disaster at its finest right now. And just at a really bad uh, time too. Yeah. Hugely bad time, especially his, his return. And then a day later, like, I mean, we, we can't stress that enough. Um, I don't know how long ago all of these were done. If these were done three, four years ago, then this should have brought been brought out three, four years ago. Sure. Why wait until somebody makes a return to now bring this out? Right. That that I think is is bad on somebody else's part. Now they're just trying to take spotlight from spotlight, which I think is 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 wrong. If this was something that happened a while ago, it should have been brought out then. Don't wait. Don't sure. wait. If, if this is something that's that's happened, bring it out right away. Bring it out right away. Mm hmm. Right. Then then something like this would never have happened where we would see a return and then see all of this. And then, you know, uh, I mean, it wouldn't have given us a topic for today, which uh, would have been okay because there's lots of stuff (laughs) that we could have talked about. But this is something that that if you were looking to destroy this person, destroy them when it happened to make sure that your voice is heard. Right. That's 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 all I'm saying is is. These people that 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 want to come out and and start bringing this stuff out after they've gone back into the into the limelight, maybe you should have done it before. Because yeah, um, if this was recent, good for her. Yeah. I'm I'm happy about that. Then definitely. Uh, again, do do I want to see somebody's career go down the tubes? Definitely not. Sure. You know the, the the guy. You know worked well in the ring. Um, wasn't you know really that bad of a professional wrestler uh had that look to him you know stuff like that kind of kind of reminiscent of like gene snitsky uh right sure. like yeah you know and gene snitsky was was a good character that got over with people um kind of kind of the same same thing right and it's yep. uh, it's i mean it's just unfortunate that uh that this has happened at all like we've said this this really should never ever ever happen
0: I would be curious to to know uh, if that is the case because it, it definitely can can affect things here. Because the, the scenario that you laid out there you know, of this being something that happened a while ago and then just being brought light into now, you know that that brings in the whole me too thing, and you know that that's been going a lot, not just in the wrestling business but in other businesses all, as all well. Over. It's yeah. been something that's fairly, been fairly commonplace. So Yeah, be, it, I would be interested to know if that is the case, and um, yeah, just it regardless of uh of the the timing though. I mean just uh, it's it's something that again it's just another potential PR disaster the WWE needs to shut down while they have the chance to say face. Especially right now with COVID going on, you know, we're trying to put on this this positive face, trying to, to uplift people. We're trying to provide them with entertainment to, to in an uplifting way, not in a negative kind of way. So something like this, it just it just goes against all that. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. Well, so. let's let's talk about something positive here then. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's going to be a positive for our friend Michael Jargo. Yes. Um, we're gonna pull up the G one climax mm-hmm. and here, look at where Yato is now. Yes. <laughs> <see where> <laughs> nowhere near the top oh my goodness we we were thinking for a while that yano was going to be going all the way through with this Mm -hmm. crazy gimmicky comedy character that he has turns out doesn't look like it will be so much Mm -hmm. now as we're looking at uh, block b number seven uh toru yano uh you know three wins four losses now with six points so yep yeah, yeah, I was, I was kind of getting worried for a <laughs> while. I'm like, oh, yeah. th- you know what, this will be bad, but this will be so good just to hear Jargo rant.
0: Even some of these guys for the dentalists, you know, like your Jeff Cobbs, like Ishii, like Tanahashi, Yano even, Juice, Zach Saber, some of these guys a little, a little further down, everybody's had an opportunity to shine, and even a lot of these guys in, in losses have still looked really, really good. And one thing with this too is, you know, I have tried to. You know, I haven't watched any full WWE shows this week, but I mean, I have watched some segments and some clips to to kind of still kind of keep track of, kind of what's going on here. How these shows have been set up. We we have a young lion match, and basically we have about three or four young lions, and they've just been kind of flip flopping back, back and forth and having matches, especially Yota suji and Gabriel Kidd, uh, they've and Uramura. Essentially, those three guys have been kind of going back and forth. And some of these young line matches, Carl, have outshined main event WWE matches. That is really saying something. And it may seem like a bit of an overstatement, but I, I don't really think so. You know, these guys have been putting on that curtain jerker match to get you hooked in, but they don't outshine the rest of the card. It, it accomplishes exactly what it's supposed to do.
1: That's Fantastic. That's been a constant, though. I mean, that's the, for anybody that's watched New Japan Pro Wrestling over, over the years, I mean, that's that's been a constant. Anytime mm-hmm. that the Young Lions are out there, they're all vying essentially for a position mm-hmm. uh, w- within the company, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're working to make a name for themselves. And, of course, they're going to go out there and, and just put on a great show for the people to uh, kind of have the people start to get behind them. If the people start getting by- behind them, then management is going to start taking a closer look, yeah. right? And and you're right. They they are so intricate with with what they do and how they do it. And they 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 go out there and they put on a star studded performance, but yet they're not outshining mm-hmm. the main card, which is odd. Yeah. Very very <laughs> odd to say that a curtain jerker, right? Is you know doing so well, but not outshining the main card. Like wow! And looking
0: at the at the main card here, these individuals actually involved in the tournament. I mean, everybody, and I mean everybody, has stepped up. It's it's like somebody, uh, the top of the company or some somebody, lit a fire under the ass of every single individual involved in this tournament for everybody to step in. Everybody has, and, and and ones that I didn't even expect. Um, have really, really stepped up and, and really legitimately impressed me. Guys like Yoshihashi, Taichi, Shingo uh, Tagagi especially, I mean, uh, and Ishii, uh, just to name a few. These guys have just stepped up their game, and even when they lose, they look fantastic. It's just it's incredible to watch. And one thing that I will say before we kind of break down the standings a little bit here, Carl, one thing that I think in New Japan that they do really, really well, to start with the Young Lions, there's been quite a few times in these matches where there's like a quote-unquote botch or something bad is going to kind of happen. But one thing that they they, they do so well here, Carl, is that they they either they quickly transition into something else or they just move on. Whereas like in, in North American wrestling, WWE... AEW I'm including especially both of them whether they miss a spot and you see the either they try and repeat the spot right away or somebody will stand there and then they'll try and like reset and then pull the move off again it looks really really bizarre in Japan you don't see that and it's really really impressive and it's Really cool to watch that these guys are able to adapt on the fly and go. Okay, you know what? There's a little bit of a mistake here. Let's just flow into something else, and then it looks natural, and you hardly even notice that there was a mistake made. These guys are so yeah. professional, and, and, and when you get up to the higher level here, you know the guys like Osprey and uh, Cobb and Tanahashi. These guys all make little mistakes, but they're able to just pick up on the fly, move on to the next thing, and you hardly notice that a mistake was made. It's really impressive to watch. As a long time wrestling fan here, Carl, it, it's it's really something to see.
1: It definitely is, and it's 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 something that is you're right lacking within North American yep. wrestling. Um, you hit it right on the head there when you talked about the WWE and even AEW. I mean, everybody knows that I'm a fan of AEW, but but yep. still, even there, they have that North American wrestling feel to them, mm-hmm. and it uh, very much so is is a point where yeah, if if a botch happens. The, you know it's it's kind of like action stops and like you have to like okay yeah let's go back into that now right like it's yeah. it, it's it's very weird to watch it's it's almost like uh having an mma fight and then you know somebody uh you know taking a uh trying for a roundhouse kick and misses and then everybody just kind of stops and goes oh wait okay let's try that again Right. Like, no, that wouldn't happen. Right. Yeah. And and I think that that's a uh, I understand, you know, North America, we've got more sports entertainment. And whereas <laughs> over in New Japan, we've got more professional wrestling. And, and I think that that's really a big part of, of where you see the uh, the divide in professional wrestling and sports entertainment is, is right there.
0: It's really, especially for somebody like myself. You know, maybe the the average viewer maybe doesn't pick up on this, but but for myself and I, I know you would too, and uh, you know a lot of our our, um, our our partners and everything that we're involved with. It's really, really jarring when you when you see that in WWE or AEW where you see a, a, a move gone bad and they're either waiting to try and do it again or, or try and pick it up, and then you you look at these guys, these smooth operators over in Japan, where just a little bit of a slip happens. We pick up on the fly and we move on. We do something else. We don't try and repeat that same and then potentially make a mistake again. It's um, it's something that I think needs to be adapted even to the North American style if we really want to. Because we're, we're again, I brought this up before. You know, we're at risk, especially in North America here, of losing touch with with people and getting people interested in professional. A lot of people are falling off, or we're just not able to draw new fans. I think this kind of, of approach and adapting that little bit of the Japanese style, I think, could really interest some people who are really interested in that pure sports kind of uh, presentation. Because when you see the these spots go bad, it it can it really stands out, especially if you have a discerning eye. It it's really really noticeable. Yes. So, no,
1: you're, you're 100% correct.
0: So yeah. I'm hoping that, especially WWE, I'm pointing my finger mainly at, at you. Uh, you need to adapt this, and I think that that, that could then elevate you. But um, to get back to the, the G1 here, Carl, it's really shaping up, it's really interesting, and the two names at, at the top are, are real, not really any any surprise. Um, it's very possible that we could see these two guys in the final, uh, Nayota and... Uh, and Ibushi, and if that's the case, oh boy, oh boy, these guys are gonna try right? and kill each other.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's even just take kind of the uh, the top four here: uh, Ibushi, Naito, uh, Jay White, and Evil. Okay. Right? Like, I mean, my word, all all four of those those guys are, are just fantastic at what they do. Uh, you know, given each one of them um, have only had two losses. Right, and then we we over in the the a block you've even got will Ospreay um as well as uh Okada, right, and all of yes. them have ten points, so it's uh a block it really is gonna be one that uh that you're gonna have to watch very very closely because mm-hmm. it could really go who knows what way oh, yeah. um especially with you know. Uh, how close it is within that top four uh, B block still even itself. Very, very close. Um, uh, Goto with eight Sonata with eight points, Zack Sabre jr. With eight points as well. Right. So, I mean, it could go really any way (laughs) as well there. So, I mean, it's, it's something that, uh, that still, still we're just continuing to, to really watch very closely because, This has just been fantastic. I mean, if you haven't seen anything, even just go and try to find the highlights. Check out the highlights of this. And, uh, yeah, like, it's just been fantastic. And, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's still too early to tell, but... um you know what? I, I I I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking a North American versus a uh, somebody from Japan. So I, I I mean I really wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing uh, Jay White uh, or Will Osprey more of a North American uh, names uh, going up against Knight or uh, Evil. Yeah, I mean yeah, could be.
0: Before we take a our break here, though, I want to make a bit of a bold statement here that I think is going to surprise a lot of people. Let me even surprise you here, Carl. Uh, I would think pretty widely in the wrestling business. I think a lot of people have been saying MJF is probably one of the best heels in the business, right? I'm going to totally disagree with that statement. And and there is somebody that is on this graphic right now that I feel is actually the best heel in the business. And we're talking the guy who's in second place in that A block. We're talking Jay White. He, in my Mm -hmm. personal opinion, and there are a lot who agree with me, and our friend, Mr. Michael Jargo, I believe, agrees with me as well. That man is... The single best heel working in professional wrestling today. And in the ring, he's absolutely fantastic as well. This guy over in Japan right, right now, okay, you're not allowed to actually cheer. If you actually cheer, you will be removed from the building. That's why everybody has been has been clapping. They're trying to keep things fairly neutral. This guy even goes as far as trying to get people to cheer to get them kicked out. The, yep. th- this guy... <laughs> is the perfect heel in professional wrestling, and he backs it up in the ring. He makes it so yes. you absolutely despise him. There's nothing redeemable about uh, about Jay White whatsoever as a, as a character. It's absolutely fantastic to watch th- this guy, and he's still young, Carl. This guy has absolutely... Fantastic future, regardless of whether where what he where he goes, uh, if right. if he ends up in the WWE or, or what have you, I mean th- this guy has the potential just to, to be something of really some significance coming up in the near future. On top of what
1: he already has been. That's right. <laughs> it's we, amazing. What's nice with Jay White is is that uh, or, or sorry, we, Switchblade, Switchblade Jay White. Uh, what, what's what's really nice about him is that he really doesn't have to use his voice to get that heel coming out. He just has to do these these little things yep. in the ring while he's working his opponent or working the crowd to really kind of bring all together the combination of using his voice as well as, you know, the in-ring uh, working, whether work the opponent or the crowd, and really meld it together like a beautiful s'more. <laughs> and yes... You are correct. One of the best, if not the best, heel yep. in the business right now. Absolutely.
0: All right. Let's take a brief break here and let's hear from our friends over at Collar Ebel and then we'll come back with a little bit of breaking news. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand.
1: The Wrestling Brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling.
0: Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally
1: for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive.
0: I am Al Snow and this is Collar and Elbow.
1: the wrestling brand.
0: All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk, and as you saw, our friend Alison over at ColorableBrand where if you use mm-hmm. promo code JK Podcast, you can get ten percent off all of the amazing stuff that they have over at that store. Uh, Carl's usually wearing uh, some of their merchandise. Um, I usually am as well. If not, I uh, here. Actually, he's wearing the hat right now. Uh, he's always wearing that thing. But, uh, it, uh, but yeah, there's always fantastic stuff there. If you are a professional wrestling fan, that there's so much cool stuff
1: in that store is unbelievable. There definitely is. And I mean, right now, especially with Halloween coming up, they do have their metal tea still available that looks kind of Kind of Halloweenish, uh, the Ouija board shirt as yeah. well. That one definitely is there too. So I mean, awesome stuff from Collar and Elbow brand. I've I, I love their stuff. I really do. Um, I'm hoping soon to maybe have a little bit of extra money to be able to order myself a couple new things. Um, I'm looking at possibly the uh, the animal uh, uh t shirt, the Animal Tribute t shirt. Um as well as maybe they have kind of a uh, like a fall jacket there. Um the gray and black fall jacket. I, I've always really liked the look of that thing. So maybe, maybe in time, a couple extra bucks, maybe I'll be able to get it. Cool. All right man,
0: let's move on to some breaking news because There is one as a really real whopper. I'm almost kind of speaking over myself, or just. But we'll just get to it. Breaking news! Here we come. All right, Carl. The unthinkable has happened. Uh, We talked before how it was all red, everything for one. Period of time there. Well, guess what? It's about to get that way again. Eva Marie, uh, I believe it is confirmed now. She's actually re signed with the WWE. Oh, God. I hope it's not in the ring, Carl. I hope from, it's not in the ring. She's nice to my look at. She's nice to look at. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> as a heterosexual <laughs> male
1: wrestling fan, it is pleasing to look at. But in that ring, good God Almighty, she's awful. From my understanding, it is inside the ring damn it um yeah yeah i mean she talked a while ago about um you know having uh you know like unfinished business i guess you could say uh within the world of professional wrestling but uh yeah um to my understanding this is this is legitimate she will be back um and uh, honestly it, it could even be as early as tonight wow
0: what do you what do you think man? Uh, do, do you like this move? Cuz I think you it's pretty obvious that I'm not, I'm I'm not digging it. I, I don't mean, know, man.
1: for me it's it's a question of why. Um, yeah. they have so much talent already on the roster within the women's division that why do we why why the need to now uh bring in Eva Marie? Um, The only thing that I can kind of uh, speculate on is maybe they're looking to put a new tag team together. Uh, We have who a returning Carmella, Mm. um, right? And maybe bring in a returning Eva Marie Mm. and have that uh, red and gold or something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, other than that, I really don't see a reason for uh, for this to, to happen.
0: My my greater issue here, and I'm hopefully possibly kind of speaking on behalf of a lot of the talent that was released of late or last little while. They have got to be thinking, what the hell is going on? Because a lot of these ones that were released, uh, you can make a, a, a strong argument that they were far better than her. You know, not only in in look and and in, in ring ability and whatnot. They got to be thinking, what happened here? Um, there's possible. There's got to be some nepotism or some favorism going on here. There has to be after a lot of the releases that happened for her to be somebody who's brought back. It's a real head scratcher for me, Carl. I I don't quite understand what's going on here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I really don't understand it as well. It's 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 very. It's a, it's a very odd move uh, right now, especially to uh, to bring her back. She really hasn't been in the spotlight for anything, uh, whether it's been her fitness stuff or her whatever that she's been doing on on her own outside of the WWE. Um, whether it's, you know, she, there's no... I don't believe that any of the movies that she's been in with, like, Nicolas Cage or uh, Bruce Willis or anything like that, which is legitimate, she has mm-hmm. been. Um, I don't believe that any of those are, like, new coming out to help promote those so it's it's it honestly is a real head scratcher right now as to uh why this has actually happened. So
0: and we have the other added issue too. Uh again, we're still dealing with COVID nineteen, we're still dealing with this pandemic. You know, they've had kind of a set number of people kind of working here in a controlled environment. We're testing, making sure that, that everything's kind of copacetic there. Now we're gonna throw in this individual who's been on kind of the outside and we're gonna bring them in you run a bit of a risk there and not necessarily saying that she's infected, but I mean, you've been, you've had that controlled environment kind of going now, if you're going to start kind of throwing more people in here that uh, haven't been around, I mean, not been getting tested all that often you, you run you, the possibility of having some problems, Carl. And that's another issue with this that I think is a uh, kind of
1: maybe not being talked about. I I would have to agree. Right. Definitely. Sweet. I mean, they better make sure that uh, with all of this, that's been going on, yep. they better make sure that she's getting tests. And and is fully clear and clean to be able to come in because you're not going to want to run the risk of, uh, you know, her coming in and uh, there being any type of infection uh, mm-hmm. that happens or any type of uh, pandemic uh, that mm-hmm. comes along with her coming into the company again, right?
0: And... To throw another thing in there, we've had her. She's been out of action for a long time. There's going to be some ring rust. There's going to be some issues. Even somebody you're a big fan of that made a move over to a AEW Evil lease. I mean, she had been kind of action for quite a while. And one of those uh, matches recently was, was she, she was clearly having a hard time not knowing what kind of was going on. There was some pretty bad uh, botches and some stuff that happened in that match that she was particularly guilty of. And uh, so, I mean, we run that risk as well, right, bringing somebody who's Little low on experience and had maybe you know hopefully maybe you know maybe she'll prove me completely wrong and maybe she's been training and working hard and i would be the first appraiser and acknowledge it but just it it just it seems like a really questionable move at one of the most questionable times in this company's history yes just uh, just to say the least yeah
1: all right man let us move on unless you know we're not moving on yet carl's got some breaking news what do you got that's that's right (laughs) So I'm going to pull it up on screen here for everyone. As soon as I get this uh, this mouse pulled over here and share this screen with everybody. I want to give everybody an update on the mm. Jericho cruise that I and my spouse will be attending in October of next year, 2021. Um, yeah, so... A new guest has been announced. So as you can see here, uh Triple Whammy, uh Rock and Wrestling Rager at C October 21st, 21 to 25 uh in 2021. So the master of ceremonies we're looking at is Chris Jericho obviously. But the newest guest that has been announced oh, wow, Mr. Kurt angle interesting will be on the jericho cruise this is shaping up to be really really beautiful right now uh we're looking kurt angle is going to be there as you can see uh, million dollar man ted dibiase is going to be there hacksaw jim duggan Bully Ray has once again confirmed that yes, he will be there, and I'm kind of hoping that Jamie's going to be there as well with with uh, with Bully Ray. Hmm. Um, if you guys don't know who Jamie is, uh, take a look behind me right here, uh, Miss Velvet Sky. Um, I'm hoping that she's going to be along with him as well, and then Dean Malenko. Interesting. So I mean, just just fantastic names here. The official cruise host. Is going to be Brad Williams. Interesting. Right. Cool. I like and that then go ahead. I like that one. I would just, yeah. Right. Very cool. The cruise director, the guest cruise director is going to be Candace Michelle. Interesting. So again, somebody that I haven't met and I'm hoping that within the halls of the, uh, the cruise ship that I do get to meet her. I did get to meet Vicky Guerrero that way. Snap a photo with her. She was fantastic. Her and her husband were there. They were, uh, coming out of the casino as we were going into the casino, and that was that was fantastic. And then we the music is all going to be there. We got the Vaudettes coming back and returning, which That's is cool. very cool. And then Kate Quigley we've got for the comedy right now. Nice. Uh, but they do say more to be announced, which is uh, going to mm. be fantastic. So uh, I am super excited for this cruise. Um, and especially that we got the names that we do, especially Kurt Angle. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm stoked about that. Very
0: cool. And just to briefly mention before we go to our Match of the Week segment, uh, the man uh, responsible for all this, Mr. Chris Jericho, just want to make a brief mention. Uh, 30 years in the professional wrestling business here, Carl. That is no short that, – that, uh, that, that is quite the feat um, and, and something that uh, not too many people can say, you know, that they have spent 30 years – again, 30 years – Wrestling, actively wrestling in the professional wrestling business, that is an accomplishment to be proud of, sir.
1: And we do not get any money for no. this, but I <laughs> do want to plug Chris Jericho's book for everybody. Uh, go in and even just Google Chris Jericho new book. Um, it looks fantastic. So something okay. that Chris Jericho has done is he has actually written down every single matchup that he has had he has kept a log of every matchup that he's had so he compiled it all into a book and for those of you that go and decide that you want to pre-order that book you are going to get an extra special uh type of podcast where he actually went and, and talked about some of these different matches uh as picked by us the fans so that is uh very cool i am very happy to see that and uh i might be pre-ordering that book nice nice very
0: cool all right let us move to our match of the week segment All right, guys, as it has kind of become tradition here, I will let Carl go first this week here with his Match of the Week, and we will see if we ever repeat again. It's been a while since we've actually repeated, and since there's quite a bit going on, I have a feeling it's they're going to be
1: different this week. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that they are <laughs> going to be different. Um, my pick this week is actually coming from something that seems to be kind of flying under the radar right now, which... People, make sure that you are not missing out on this. We're talking the Ring of Honor Pure Championship mm. Title Tournament. Uh, we had a kind of semi-final match going on between Jay Lethal and David Finlay fantastic matchup um i i was able to watch that today and i was just blown away i i, I didn't i couldn't even like my phone vibrated several times i didn't even <laughs> look at my phone because i was intent on watching uh watching this matchup so very very good matchup and and of course i mean Jay lethal always puts on a good show david finley is a fourth generation professional wrestler wow right fourth generation and uh both guys went out there put on a fantastic matchup and and uh, if you haven't seen anything from this uh ring of honor pure championship tournament i'm sure it's out there on youtube uh or you know it's out there somewhere available for you go and check it out um roh club even go and subscribe to roh club And uh, it's available there for you, too. You could watch all of it in its entirety. Um, Yeah, my match of the week. Jay Lethal versus David Finley within the uh, ROH Pure Championship Tournament. Very cool. Uh, Some good stuff there. Uh, Mine is coming from
0: New Japan Pro Wrestling, coming from the G1 Climax. This is the G1 Climax 30, uh, by the way. And uh, mine is coming from Night 13, which uh, took place on October 10th at the Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium over there in Osaka. And we're talking the matchup between Nakota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki. Um, This was absolutely Incredible. This is what wrestling needs to be everywhere to get it to the prestige that it needs to be again. Go find a way to watch this match. I don't even care if you find a way to watch it illegally. Go find a way to go watch this. It is absolutely fantastic. These guys put on a clinic in a classic Minoru Suzuki style. Even after getting beat, the guy is laying there just pouring with sweat. And you can tell just completely exhausted with a the- Big smile on his face, just getting the piss beat out of him and just beating the piss out of Kota Ibushi. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Great psychology throughout the match. You know, they they start off in kind of like MMA kind of style and then got into some actual professional wrestling kind of stuff and then just slapping the piss out of each other at one point. I mean, just uh, it just uh, it was absolutely incredible. You just you have to go. If you are a self-respecting professional wrestling fan, you need to go find a way to watch this. So, Carl, if you haven't watched this, I got to... Send you a link, and I'm going to send you some weights so you can watch this when you possibly get the time. Because you need to watch this match. It was absolutely amazing, absolutely Deal. amazing. All right, Whew, that felt good. That, that again, I, I kind of want to go watch it actually after we're done <laughs> recording. It was absolutely that. It was that great. You know, nice. the last time I felt this hyped about a match here, Carl, legitimately with this here, was when. Uh, Nakamura made his debut in NXT in WWE with Sami Zayn. This is the last time I was this excited about a, about a match. And when I like after it happened, I watched it like back to back to back to back to back to back to back. That's going to happen again with this. I'm going to watch it probably like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> so incredible! All right, man. We're going to take a brief break here. Uh, let's hear from our friends over at the Chairshot.com, and then we'll come back with our showstopper segment for this week.
1: Chairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your
0: head. All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Careful back here. Uh, let us go to our showstopper segment for this week. All right, guys, so uh, the Showstopper segment for this week was inspired by the return episode of Destino that, that Jargo put on this past week here, and uh, he had mentioned a a dream matchup scenario that immediately when I heard him talking about, I was like, I just hit, my ears kind of like perked up, you know, the, the, the hair stood in the back of my head, like every kind of mm-hmm. thing like that, just, it, it really interested me. And uh, this is a hypothetical dream matchup between John Cena and... Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, is this just kind of between us here, Carl? Is this a matchup that would kind of peak your? Is this a matchup you would pay to see? First of all,
1: I don't, I don't think that I would. Really, to be honest? I, really? I, yeah, I want to be, I want to be perfectly wow. honest with everybody out okay. there. The contrasting styles are way too different. Hmm. That's where I'm coming from. John Cena is a North American sports entertainer, Mm -hmm. whereas Tanahashi is a professional wrestler. Now, we have in the past seen John Cena actually do some good work in a professional wrestling standpoint, but it's been overshadowed by the sports entertainment five moves of doom that he does on a consistent basis. Every time that he was in the ring, mm-hmm. and I don't really know that he would be able to to really hang with Tanahashi or be able to really do what is needed to make a good matchup. That's that. That's it. Now could Tanahashi maybe dumb down a little bit to some sports entertainment, um, possibly? But that's again going against the grain and really not not his style. So. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to be able to really, really say, yes, this would be a, a fantastic dream match just because yeah. because of that factor for me, at least for myself with, with this,
0: you know, I'm, I'm when with this kind of thing, uh, I really kind of tried to delve into it and kind of look at you know, don't even try to look in in history. And as I said before, um, not only in professional wrestling, but in other things, history tends to repeat itself. And what I'm getting at with this is I'm going back to Hulk Hogan with his time spent in New Japan for wrestling, and specifically a matchup with the great Muda. Now, at that point, a lot of people kind of would have been sort of 50-50 on Hogan. You know, Hogan would put on that kind of North American style uh, match. But when he went over and worked with Muda over New Japan, he not only had to work, They made him work, and Muda made him work, made him wrestle in that match. And I think that if this matchup, I think specifically if it were to happen, I think this is critical, if it were to happen in Japan under the New Japan Pro Wrestling banner, that not only would John Cena do well, he would be forced to adapt to to that kind of style. And I think that history would repeat itself. I think that he is more than capable uh, of of hanging with, uh, with Tanahashi. And I think that he's the the, the right person to do it with because Tana would make Cena work with, with him on that. So again, I would see history repeating itself. And I think that, that this would be a big money draw match, Carl, that this would be tremendous.
1: Definitely, I agree. Name wise, uh, having the two of those as uh, competitors against each other would draw money. Definitely, it would. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, we're looking at can John Cena do it? Because John Cena has been essentially programmed to be that robotic five move guy uh, within you know the company, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think it would be a very hard stretch for John Cena to be able to do that. And I think that we, would, uh, we really wouldn't get to see um, John Cena at his finest hmm. if they were to just have this one matchup. Now, if they were to throw John Cena over into New Japan Pro Wrestling for a little while, let's say a good three months, and have him working some people over there first to build up to this marquee matchup, then uh, possibly I could see that, but to just have a one-off of this match between the two of them, honestly, I think John Cena would fail.
0: Hmm. I, I think that the key would be uh, of pitching a pitching it as like a co-main event or, or, you know, just below co-main event status at, at Wrestle Kingdom, and I think that if you. I, I, Personally, some people might disagree with me on this, and I think he would have to use the 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 early kind of version of John Cena. You know, the, I'm talking like the OVW uh, John Cena. I'm talking the the, the wrestler. John Cena, you know, even if you want to um, start with one of his earlier characters, like more like kind of like the thug more like the heel type of John Cena, I think then you might really have something there. But I, I think building it up as a, as a marquee kind of wrestle kingdom thing. I just, I really think that you would really
1: have something there that I think would even interest North American fans. Oh, d- don't get me wrong. It definitely would. Yeah. It definitely would interest even North American fans. I just fear that John Cena wouldn't be able to uh to 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 adapt properly. Mm-hmm. Um if it were just a one-off matchup, um that's uh, you know that's something that he's he's going to have to get back into as opposed to going out there like I said and just having those few moves that he does and the already being over with the crowd and everybody loving him and him going out there doing his couple of moves, getting a good pop and then everybody goes home happy. It's it's a totally different environment over in New Japan, and uh, I think that uh, really that that it would be cool to see. Definitely, it would, but I I think we would definitely be seeing John Cena fail, and that's I don't want to see that. As much as as I'm not a huge John Cena fan, um, you know, like, he's cool. He's, you know, good with the kids and, and, you know, the people love him. Definitely, like, all of that's fantastic. He was great for professional wrestling or he was great for sports entertainment mm-hmm. over the years. Definitely, he has been. But to shift over into a pro wrestling type of environment especially with such hard hitting action as you have over in new japan pro wrestling i think it's really going to take a little bit more than just a one match for john cena to be able to get up to the level that he needs to be
0: all right well, well let me flip this around a little bit before you uh, to, to kind of end things off here um i want to get to one more thing just briefly afterwards um to flip this around then uh if not john cena who would you put in his spot to to have like a a dream matchup of like a of a a known WWE person and and Mister Tanahashi? Because it, it's it, let's be honest here it's it's getting close, probably to the end of the career for this guy. And I think that bringing in somebody like that to have that true dream kind of matchup is right up his alley. Who would you use?
1: Somebody like either Finn Balor or AJ Styles. Interesting. Almost more of like a pass of the torch type of type of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, both of those guys, and I mean, I know at the very beginning we talked about Finn Balor kind of being, you know, getting injured and stuff like this, but uh, I mean, both of those guys know how to work the new Japan pro wrestling style. Mm -hmm. They both can do that. Um, Even, even a Samoa Joe, um, you know, like I, I I could see something like that because they could they can work that style. Uh, They've gone through over the years, Doing that, whether it was with Impact or whether it was with Ring of Honor or whether it was even over in New Japan, even a Daniel Bryan, somebody like that, or a Brian Danielson, um, you know, like e- even a name like that. But to have the huge name of John Cena, who is known for just going out there and yep. doing his couple of quick things. So, I mean, taking somebody else who, who can actually work that style. I think it would be a better name because it's going to make for a better matchup.
0: Keeping it kind of in line with the, the Cena stuff, because I, like I said, I, I like the, the Cena approach and I think it, it could work really well done properly, but I think even better to be even a bigger draw. If you really want to capitalize on the momentum that this guy has, especially recently, and I mean, and it has for quite a while, one of the, those murky ones are kind of in that same vein, we're talking Dwayne Johnson, we're talking The Rock. If you could do something with him versus Tashi, then you could really kind of set the professional wrestling world on fire. And then not only Carl, you kind of revive the interest of some people that have maybe kind of distanced themselves away from professional wrestling. You draw in that non-wrestling audience into this as well with him. So I think if you really want to to really kind of go over the top with this, and this would require some collaboration with WWE and New Japan, I mean you would have something that would just be off the charts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you definitely could. Um Imagine I mean, the again, Rock.
0: Th- Imagine right. the rock. Okay, in Tokyo Dome or something like that, with that with that Japanese audience. I mean they would just dude, that,
1: that place would just go nuts for him. You, go absolutely yep. nuts. Yep, they would. <sighs> they would. I mean okay. they would they would go nuts, the same with John Cena yeah. too. Yeah. They definitely would. Um Again the Rock. How long has he been out though? True. Right? And and the Rock was even known, you know, like he he could wrestle. Don't get me wrong, he definitely yeah. could. But he was known for his few things that he could do as well. Yeah. Right? So I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but that's kind of what, you know, they've been kind of delegated down to is mm-hmm. is just being able to perform these, you know, uh few simple moves <clears throat> that they've got uh to be able to win over the crowd and make everybody go home happy um the rock has done different styles of 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 wrestling yes he definitely has uh so could that work yeah it's possible yeah it's it's possible um money wise And draw-wise, that would be huge. It definitely would be. The Rock just surpassed absolutely everybody in social media as being the number one followed person in the world right now. So, I mean, that would be definitely something huge uh, for... Professional wrestling, if that were to happen, so I mean that would probably be the better way to go about it. Is if you want to have a resurgence for professional wrestling from people who are outside of the professional wrestling bubble, then you use somebody like The Rock, who can then put that all out to his social media to uh, really throw that out there at everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the brief mention before we end off here, I wanted to uh, to mention uh in the New Japan side of things because I think that. Not only, this is something that we kind of hinted at and in, um, in kind of possibly pr- predicted, and our friend Jargoa has as well over there on the, the HTM side of things. We're talking Shota Umino here, Carl. Now, um, he's been kind of absent, I believe, kind of partially due to injury, but they've been really keeping kind of quiet about him. I th- think I have a f- sneaking suspicion here, Carl, that our prediction of putting him under the Jushin Thunder Liger mask could be coming to fruition. I think that that would be really, really interesting. They, they really kind of built him up as a young man. You know, they have him work with, with Moxley and these kind of guys. And um, I think that would be really interesting to to put somebody else under that, that mask. And I think that he's the guy you do it with.
1: There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a little bit of time before we actually find out uh, if that is something that's going to actually happen. But yeah. uh, I, I, I dig it. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. Good idea. I dig that yeah. one.
0: Because, we, you know, we've done it with Tiger Mask. We've done it with, with yep. uh, some of these other ones. And I think that it's such a popular character with, with, with the Japanese audience. I, th- I just I think it would be a shame to just let it die out with the one person. And um, I, th- I think, you know, he's young enough now to where you could uh, do a lot with him with it. And I th- Just, yeah, I, I like everything about it. And I'm hoping that if not him, they at least pick somebody that's worthy of it and, and actually go with that because it's... <laughs> It's not, I'm not, I'm understanding it here. It, he's, that character is somebody of some big significance in Japan and worldwide. So I, I'd, yeah. I'd love to oh, see yeah. it uh, kind of live on in somebody else. Uh,
1: definitely. I would too. You know how I would have loved for that to have gone about is just that uh, it, it was a seamless transition and mm-hmm. that nobody knew that Jushin Thunder Liger was retiring. Yeah. And then they just kind of put somebody else in there and they continue to do that over the years, which is going to end up being, wow. Jushin Thunder Liger isn't human at all because (laughs) since 1940, he's been, and it's now 2020 and right. Then people are going to be going, wow. Right. I mean, people are definitely going to clue in that it's, you know, somebody new that's been coming in and doing it every time, but just for, for like feels like, Ooh, right. Like, but yeah, I mean, for someone else to take over the mask, I I, I think is a good idea as well. Uh, why not let it continue on? I, I trust if they do do it, I, I trust them
0: to not go the the Hulk Hogan and Mister America uh, approach where you could clearly <laughs> tell that it was him. You know, right. I, I trust New Japan to not do something stupid like that. No. But um, you know, we'll see if it comes to fruition. I, and I'm really hoping that that it does because I think the New Japan, I think they really need um, the Liger character there to uh, to kind of fill things up. Definitely. All right, before we go, uh, just um, we already heard from our friends over at Colorado. Why don't you tell us about our, uh, our other main sponsor, Phoenix, Carl?
1: That's right, phoenix at fnxfit.com. They have got some great supplements over there for all of your health needs. So if you're looking uh, protein, if you're looking protein, uh, pre-workouts, post-workouts, if you're looking for even uh, collagen or testosterone, anything like that, I'm going to give a promo code out to everybody that's listening today, TB Talk Pod, TB Talk Pod, it's going to get you 15% off your entire order when you go and check out our friends over at Phoenix by searching fnxfit.com.
0: Yeah, and also just briefly make sure and check out our, our Shopify as well. Uh, as you can see this week, I'm wearing uh, uh, the Turnbuckle the uh, uh, Talk there. And you can see the turnbuckletalk-talk.myshopify.com. Uh, while that's still kind of going, make sure and, and hit that up and uh, and check out what we have there. And also, uh, just a uh, brief mention, uh, our friends uh, over at uh, Microplay here in uh, Brantford, Ontario, Canada. If you go into the store and mention Turnbuckle Talk, they will give you, I, I believe it was... Uh, I believe it was a ten percent off uh, your first toy purchase in in the store. Uh, I believe that that was uh, the deal that we struck up there. So yeah, uh, mentioned Turnbuckle Talk there, and they will um, you know you can get some Amiibos or you can get some. Uh some um, some Funko pops. I mean, they, they got tons of collectible stuff there on top of the gaming stuff that they have there. It's a very much like a uh, a mom and pop kind of video game store there. And especially if you um, go in there when uh, when the Chris, when uh, the manager is working there, the guy is supremely knowledgeable and he treats you not only like a friend, he treats you like family, and goes gives you a good deal. Especially if you're training in you use games and whatnot,
1: it's the place to go uh, if you're in this area. And always, we want to make sure that we thank our friends over at the HTM Podcast Network over at IndiePW.com and as you heard earlier our friends at TheChairShot.com as well The those guys over there at all three of those uh, networks and websites work so hard every day to bring you amazing professional wrestling content and thankfully they have allowed us to be part of those networks as well so again thank you to the HTM Podcast Network, thank you to IndiePW.com and thank you to TheChairShot.com
0: Now, before we do wrap up uh, for this week here, Carl, there is... One more thing. I'm uh, stealing an Apple uh, uh, tagline there. Uh, Next week on Turbo Talk, we'll have a very special guest on the podcast. We're talking Mr. Spencer Love will be joining us here. So I'm really looking forward to that. Talking to Spencer about some professional wrestling. Uh, This guy is uh, really passionate about the professional wrestling business and loves talking about professional wrestling. And that's the kind of guy we want to talk to and have on the program here, Carl. So (laughs) uh, we're going to have him on. I'm really looking forward to it. And I know you guys are going to dig it.
1: Awesome. Sounds good.
0: All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up for this week, and we'll see you on the next one.
1: Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an Armin B2B. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheBarks.com. And i invite like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at the Right. Right.